When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today's episode will be my first impressions of the new webtoon adaptation K-drama that's currently airing on Netflix um, called Naviera or Naviera um, or in English, Like a Butterfly. I am very excited to be talking about my thoughts on this drama as it's one that I originally did not pay that much of attention to until it got closer to its release date. Um, And it was probably just because I'm not as um, familiar with the actors in that I'm not following their careers very closely. So that's the only reason why I probably wasn't paying that much attention when it was um, being, you know, in production. But as soon as they started releasing the trailers and the teasers, I immediately was drawn to the beauty of them. I thought they were absolutely gorgeous. And that immediately led me to believe that I would have to check this drama out. I love a good, beautiful, um, slow-moving um, trailer, <laughs> and you know it was it was gorgeous to look at. Um, I was also just originally drawn to the fact that it was going to be um, an older kind of main character, um, and I don't think there's very many of those that are released nowadays. Um, and usually they are, they're usually kind of weekend dramas, which are you know good on their own, but you know not just kind of like a a weekly, nightly um, drama that I, you know, think it's like prime time. So I was excited to see um, and see that in this drama. And that was another reason that I was drawn to it. But um, I will go through today um, just what I'm thinking about this drama after watching the first two episodes this week. And I'll let you know if it's something that I will be continuing to watch. I, again, I do try to do first impressions on things that I am hoping to continue to watch and finish. But you know, you never know (laughs) where life takes you. So I don't want to hold my feet to the fire. But I will kind of just let you know if it's something that I definitely think I want to continue watching. Uh, But before I jump into my thoughts and uh, impressions, I want to give a synopsis of the drama from what I understand after watching these first two episodes. And I'm saying synopsis, which is probably not going to be the right word because I'm actually going to be doing a little quick recap from what I recall from the first two episodes. So bear with me there. It's not going to be as quick as I may make it sound by calling it a synopsis. It will be a little short recap of the first two episodes just to kind of brush over the main points of what to look forward to in um, this drama. So um, Naviera um, star- stars Park in Huan as Shim Dok Chul, Song Kang um, as Lee Che Rok, Na Moon Hee as Choi Hei Nam, and Hung, or Hong Sung Hee as Shim Eun Ho. Um, Dong Chul Shi is the main character. He is a 70-year-old um, retired mailman 
who has three kids, obviously older kids, um, that are um, stressing him and his wife, <laughs> Hey Nam, and she, um, they're, he's, they're stressing them out. And he, this drama starts with him at a funeral of a friend. Um, we don't really know who the friend is, but he's at a funeral with some other of his friends gathered around. And that kind of sets the tone for his character um, and his character starting to reevaluate where he is in his older age. He meets up with an old friend who lives in a hospice, I believe that's what where he was living in. He looked like he was actually ill or dealing with some kind of sickness. So I think he was in a hospice. And that friend shares with Dok Cholshi um, how he regrets that he never followed his dream of building his own boat after, you know, working on boats or ships all his life. So from that, Dok Cholshi, um, and I'm, I am calling Dok Cholshi because I wanted to be, he, he's an older character, so I feel weird not calling him like Mr. or something. So that's how Dok Cholshi um, begins um, to revisit. Um, and so that leads um, Dok Cholshi to revisit an old dream of his, which is to learn ballet. And um at a small da- dance academy, or I want—I don't know if it's an academy or a studio—but he there he meets or sees Cheirok, um, Cheirok character um, dancing, and he is immediately inspired and enamored with the beauty that is Cheirok dancing because <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful. And I don't know—I feel like I did read somewhere, and this is me stopping in the middle of my my little recap here. But I think there was somewhere that I read. Um, some article about the actor Sung Kang um, practicing ballet for almost six months or so. I don't know if I just completely made that up. So you can fact check me there. But I do want to believe that he is actually dancing in this drama. Because you know, sometimes when they film dancing or ballet films or shows, you always have someone who's filling in for the actor. But I want to say it's So Kong. Like the way that they're shooting it, it really looks like it's him. And if it is, then those six months definitely paid off and he looks gorgeous as a ballerino. So that's just a side note there. But um, at this dance academy, he sees Che Rook dancing and is inspired. And then that leads him to kind of seek out learning at the dance academy. But I want to talk a little bit about Che Rook for a second because Che Rook is a young ballerino. He's, I think, 23 and he is struggling in a lot of different ways. Um, it's one is that he's only been dancing, it looks like, for about few, a few years and he's getting older considering, you know, this kind of field and yet he hasn't done anything or gone anywhere in his ballet career and that has a lot to do with the fact that he doesn't have much money and he has been living on his own for a long time after the passing of his mother and with his father actually being in jail. And we do get to see his father being released from jail in these first two episodes, but it's tied to kind of this struggle that Che Rook has been dealing with this entire time. And you also see that his character is struggling with kind of just like purpose and inspiration and passion for ballet now at at this point in his life and his teacher who is a former ballerino or ballerino um doesn't quite know what to do to help him get over his so-called kind of slump 
Um, his teacher is um, a character named Ki Sungju, played by the actor Kim Tae-hoon or Tae-hoon. Um, and he's an interesting character because he seemingly, you know, he seems to have been a very famous retired dancer. Yet he's in this kind of very small, empty ballet studio slash academy thing where he, I, I think or assume he's giving, he gives private lessons, but you only really see him working with Chae-rook. And I think he also is a little aimless himself now that he's, I guess, a a retired ballerino. And he seems to only be invested in working with Chayrook. And because we know that that Chayrook is struggling with his kind of moving forward in his career, you can see that that's also affecting Sungju and that he kind of, you know, is putting a lot on that. He's putting a lot of weight on that career, which isn't going very, very far. Um, but he knows he's talented. He thinks he's kind of like a genius in that I think he started learning ballet, um, ballet at a, you know, very late in the game. And yet he's already so beautiful of a, of a dancer. So I think that's something that we'll find and see more about when we continue watching. But let me get back to this little recap so we do get to see that you know you have in this ballet studio the um I want to say I want to say studio I'm gonna call it studio I'm not gonna call it academy because he's giving private lessons so he's not really teaching teaching classes but either way so you have the um the owner of this studio which is um Ki Sungju, who teaches and works with um Che Rook and um then you also have Dok Shi, who is the, you know, character who kind of enters into this studio space in a way. So, um, but what happens though, is that after the unfortunate passing of Dok Chul Shi's friend who lives in the hospice, Dok Chul, um, takes that as his sign or his wake up call to go ahead and just commit to pursuing, um, ballet. He, he makes up his mind after the passing and he's, he says, you know, I think this is, I'm going to do it, you know, cause he, when he was younger, he was deterred from doing it because, you know, his father was just like, that's not something you should do. And so we get to see that he had struggled with that. He's like, my father is, has been long gone. And yet I still kind of allowed that to be held over my head. So he makes the decision he's going to pursue ballet and that's why he returns to the dance academy or studio and meets up and begs <laughs> um sojung sung ju and it's he's already you know he meets him he immediately admits like i'm a fan of yours i've seen everything you've ever done in korea when you performed i've seen all your performances so that was cute too that he gets to meet someone that he had already been kind of looking up to or admiring um and was a fan of and he meets him there and he kind of begs him to let him learn um from him and so sungju initially kind of immediately turns him away and just says no i can't do that if this is not what I, you know this isn't the place where you take class um, but you know, Dok Chulshi, he keeps showing up and makes his adorable presence known. He helps out around the place. He kind of just sits around and watches, um, uh, and he kind of just sits around and watches Chayrook dance and practice. So they kind of keep seeing him and he, you know, um, Dok Chul Shi ends up sitting down and kind of talking with Sung, um, Sung Ju's character and just, re- you know, re- reveals to him that, you know, why he's pursuing ballet at this stage of his life, where it's just, you know, like, it seems impossible. And he's like, you know, I, I just want to, 
I want to do something that I, you know, never got a chance to do. That's it. I literally want to do that. I want to pursue this dream that I never got to pursue. That's all. And that kind of motivation, that passion behind it um, inspires Sungju to kind of reconsider um, taking him in. And so that is what he does. He ends up... and he also notes that that passion that um, he has for learning ballet at this stage of his life is something that he thinks um, Che Rook may need at this point where he's at a slump in his career and he kind of just is losing passion for ballet. And so he takes it among him, Pung himself to um, make <laughs> Che Rook Dok Chul teacher. And he also assigns um, Dok Chul as Che Rook's manager. So that is where their friendship and bromance begins. And I can't wait. <laughs> so let me just go in and tell you my, um, and my thoughts about this, this drama after these first two episodes. So just hearing kind of that quick recap of the first two episodes, what stood out to me immediately was this, um, and and this is going to sound like something that I probably talked about before and you might be sick and tired of me talking about it, but it is this kind of slice of life um, aspect to this drama. And the slice of life is a genre of, you know, entertainment and media, um, be it um, literary, be it theater, be it anime, you know, like that's a, kind of a genre of things that, you know, you can watch um, and you can, you know, write a story in. And I love Slice of Life. And my main experiences with Slice of Life and things that really stuck out to me was anime. I, when I watch anime, I am drawn to Slice of Life anime um, or manga. So that's just something that I generally enjoy. And so when I see those elements of what I like about Slice of Life animes in a K-drama, I kind of just like really pick up on that. And I feel like this drama has some of those elements. And one of the main elements that makes up a Slice of Life genre um, is the like characters um, focus on interpersonal relationships. Like that is literally kind of the crux of these dramas because it's not about the kind of big plot or big drama or anything that's huge that's happening plot wise um it's mostly kind of very um focused in on these interpersonal relationships between these people or these characters and it also focuses a lot on just kind of self-realizations on in these characters in conjunction with their interpersonal relationships that they are having so people that they meet the people that they um, learn from and people that they kind of form relationships with um, help them self you know realize some things about themselves and then it's also um, a style where the character has to go inward and kind of pull from within meaning and their purpose. Um, And this is all while you're watching them kind of just pursue these very everyday things and everyday happenings. You're just kind of watching them pull from within, even though nothing much fantastical is happening on the outside in their lives. And you watch them grow and heal from their past with those relationships. And then you kind of also help them, you watch them kind of form these new relationships in their presence. And it's very, to me, romantic in that it's also not romantic a lot of the times. Like to me, it feels like slice of life drama. It's it's not about the, you know, this romance. It's about these people kind of growing 
individually by connecting with all these other, you know, people on the outside, kind of helping themselves grow and heal um, in a lot of ways. And so that's what stood out to me immediately about this drama is that it is allowing um, Dok Chul Shi's character to basically continue to grow and heal from, you know, a past of where he himself mentions that all he's ever done was work and provide for his family. Like that's all he's ever done. And I, and I want to be honest, while I was watching these first two episodes, I cried um, multiple times (laughs) and I'm even getting, getting a little emotional talking about it now only because it's, it always gets me when you watch a character reflecting on their past at that kind of at this point in their life where they're, you know, he's literally watching pe- people around him, his close friends die, and he knows that's where he is in his life. He's like, at this age, you know, you're just, and his wife even says something like that at one point, like, you're, we're just wanting, we're just sitting here and just, you know, hoping everyone's doing well and staying healthy and you know we're just biding our time essentially and this this man is realizing like I don't want to bite my time (laughs) I don't want to just you know see my my, myself out I want to do something that I haven't gotten the chance to do all these years and so it's so beautiful and to me that's what's romantic about it it's like you see this man in love with ballet to the point where at this age where they're telling him you cannot do this you physically should not be doing this this doesn't make any sense he's like I love this so much that I am willing to do something that everyone's telling me it's actually impossible for me to do and it's beautiful and um and I and I think that's why again I said I tie the you know the idea of slice of life, the form of this drama to slice of life, and that I know that slice of life in the literary sense, like in you know literature, it was tied to the naturalism movement where it emphasized the mundane and it wanted to push back against romanticism. So to me, it's fascinating that I'm viewing this drama in a very romantic way, but also slice of life in that there's a lot of mundaneness to getting old, honestly. You know, like I said, he's a retired, you know, mailman and he just kind of doesn't have a lot to do. And he, you know, wakes up and he goes to, you know, visit his granddaughter because he, you know, wants to eat lunch with someone. And he, you know, his friend that he always would visit just passed away. So he doesn't have that friend to visit anymore. So you see like there's a mundaneness to his life in this stage of his life. But what becomes so romantic about it is that he is watching this, you know, this ballerino dancing and he's beautiful the way that he's flying across, um, you know, the floor and it's just, you know, beautiful. And so he romanticizes this idea of like being a ballerino in a way and in his romanticizing it, you actually get to see the, you know, the other side of being a ballerino, which is this character who's falling out of love with it. And he's just doing it for exercise in a way. And I think they say at one point where he's not doing it, he's just working out. He's not doing it with any kind of passion or emotion, which is really tied to being a dancer. Um, And so, you know, I like to see that difference where you have this, you know, character romanticizing being a baller, baller, um, ballerino, while another character who is actually a ballerino is absolutely fed up with it and is just doing it um, like a robot in a way. So that all to me was just captivating. And it sounds to me like 
to others, it may be a little boring, but to me, it was beautiful. And um, something else I noticed is just that, and I could be reading into all of this way too much, but I'm telling you, this drama had me in tears for, you know, and it shouldn't be, but I was, it was so beautiful. I was crying because it was beautiful, not because it was just like sad, Um, but it was that this drama is very um, quixotic and that, um, and I think they even mentioned in the drama, Don Quixote and, you know, being um, quixotic, being, you know, very idealistic, <laughs> un- very unrealistic in your idealism. Um, and so it's funny that the performers, I believe that Che Rook danced when he was just beginning ballet, when he first met um, Song Ju, I think he was doing, performing Don Quixote. And I think, think it's you know ironic that I brought up that fact that I think this drama is very um, quixotic because you have someone you know both of these characters when they decided upon ballet it seemed or seems <laughs> like a very unrealistic dream or very I um, just kind of idyllic and I think that's I, that's interesting that I just connected that I didn't I wasn't even thinking like that but I was like oh this is very you know I I don't know I just thought that was fascinating that I just realized that he was dancing to Don Quixote and I thought it was very quixotic so either way I do think that um I I am gonna enjoy seeing these people kind of butt up against something that you know, people are telling them it's just not a thing they should be doing or that they can't do. Even in the, you know, in regards to Chayrok and that he is a dancer. I believe his story is that he, you know, came to dancing late, yet he's so talented and kind of like I said, a genius dancer already. Um, you know, he doesn't, you know, they, people think that he should be way farther along in his ballet career and yet he isn't. And then you have this older man who does not obviously have the physical talents to pursue ballet to the extent of Che Rook at, a tw- at his 23 years of age, but that he has the passion and the love for it that will make it more of a, you know, make it real realistic or make it a reality for him. So I like that they're pairing those two kind of um, ideals together. And I think that's going to be so fascinating to watch. Um, but I will say that the side characters um, and kind of like the interactions I've already, like I said, the interpersonal relationships, so human, so realistic. I mean, the, watching the, the, the birthday dinner for um, um, Dok Chul Shi, when all his kids came and their, you know, families came and they, you know, their arguments and their way they view each other as siblings, all of that was so realistic. And like I said, that to me is like that slice of life kind of feel. And I just, I could relate to it without it being specific specifics that I could relate to, but I just could relate to the tension between siblings and, you know, in-laws and you just kind of have these views of everyone that, you know, someone that you want them to be doing something different in their life and they're not. It was so, so good to see that. So I already like the dynamics between the family. Um, I also, another quick thing that I loved was the the granddaughter of Dok Chul Shi. She um, is played by an actress I'm not familiar with, but it's um, her name is, um, I want to say, Hong Sung Ki. And she plays Shim 
Eun-ho, who is the granddaughter of Dokchul Shi. And she ends up working at the same restaurant that um, Che Rook has to work at because he works part-time to help support himself because he doesn't have any support from anywhere else. And, um, you know, he's very kind of... Um, you know, kind of harsh with her in the first meetings. And he kind of just tells her off in the, in the, you know, and like one mistake she made, he tells her off immediately. And instead of her, you know, kind of curling into herself and thinking, okay, you know, putting her head down and then finding little cute ways to like come back into his good graces. She immediately yells at him like she 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 drops the honorifics she immediately yells at him and she's like who do you think you are telling me you know what I think or what I should be doing you know like about my life you know nothing about me and I love that because she looks in the outside you really would not think she would have that kind of spunk and fire but she immediately throws that out at him and he's taken aback like He's just like, I don't, I don't understand what I said was so wrong. Like he's so taken aback. And I thought that was hilarious. So I think I'm going to like their little relationship as well. Um, because I just think her character already, the way that she has that duality where you think she's kind of like super sweet and super calm and super innocent. And she immediately snaps if you come at her any kind of way. And I love that. So I think that all the characters that we've been introduced to have already kind of piqued my interest. And so that's always a positive. I mean, when you can enjoy every character in a drama as opposed to just the mains, man, I'm on board. Um, and that reminds me because I wanted to mention one more thing about um, Sungju, who's the teacher, the ballet teacher of um, Che Rook. His character, I really, really like. And I think I just like the actor as well. I think I like Kim Tae-hoon as a just actor. But I really like his character because he always is like running up, running, um, <laughs> running to his ex-wife, who's also a ballet teacher, but in like a huge school, uh, like a, you know, like an actual school. And... I love that, you know, he like is always running to her and asking for her advice. And she's like, okay. And like, she calls him immediately like, okay, hi, ex-husband. Like, why are you here? <laughs> so I love their dynamic. So yeah, there's just a lot of good things already in place. And I'm excited. I think this is a short um, drama. I think it's only going to be about 12 episodes, which I also like because I think dramas like this should not be that long. Um, so I think a 12 episode um, drama for this, that kind of webtoon adaptation, I think it's perfect. I can see how it's going to play out easily and I'm excited for that. And I also, um, what else was I was going to say, I also like that it's giving me um, run-on vibes and not run-on vibes and that the plots are similar or the characters are similar, but my kind of my immediate connection with the characters, I think that is something that is very um, run on, um, which is another K-drama that aired this year on Netflix. Um, it's giving me that same vibe. And I remember having my first impressions of that and being like, I don't know what it is, but I'm loving the characters and that's enough to keep me around. And I'm having the exact same um, feeling about this drama. I am loving the characters and I think I will be around to finish these 12 episodes. The other thing I did want to note, um, and I was 
questioning if I was going to be able to make it through the first episode was that it was so sad to me. And I am a baby. <laughs> I And I'm not to say anything against babies, but I can cry at the drop of a hat. And I, like I said, I was crying in both of these episodes and I'm, I'm, I feel, I'm a little nervous for myself and how I'm going to get through the rest of this drama without just being a blubbering mess every episode. And it's not, again, because anything is just in, you know, sad or, you know, pitiful. It's just moving is the word. It's so moving and there's so many heartfelt moments already. And I just love it. I really love it. And I am nervous about watching this and how it's going to make me feel. But it didn't make me feel sad after I finished it, if that makes sense. Like I cried, but I wasn't sad afterwards. I just kind of was moved. And those emotions that, um, Chayrol doesn't have when he's dancing ballet. I feel like I'm feeling all of them watching this drama. It's a roller coaster. You're laughing, you're crying, you're just smiling at the screen a lot of times. And I really am excited for this drama. And not in the sense of, like I said, anything super exciting I think is going to happen, which is not necessary for me at all. I don't need a lot of excitement in my dramas. Um, but I'm excited to see more about these characters and see how they end this again I don't I'm not familiar with the webtoon I don't really read a lot of webtoons so I just I'm never gonna have that kind of background knowledge and I like that I don't have that background knowledge because I don't have to be kind of like expecting or looking forward to anything I just can watch the drama as is and as it plays out um and so I'm just really excited for how it plays out and how these characters um how they grow and how they grow together I think it's gonna be nice I think it's gonna be really nice so I will be um coming back I think probably to do a final review of this drama I don't think it will be necessary to do a midpoint review but I will definitely be doing a final review if I come back for a midpoint review um it's probably because something amazing happened or I just can't contain my um my thoughts so I might come back but I definitely know I will do a final review kind of like I did with run on um just giving some run on vibes it really is and boy go listen to my run on uh, run on first impressions and final review and when I tell you that was still top I mean number one right now of my favorite dramas of 2021 so um, go check that out. So just a shameless plug for an uh, old episode of my podcast. <laughs> so um, I think I think that's all for this episode, everyone. I think this is all I got for you for my first impressions. I hope that wasn't too long. Um, but that is all for this episode. And thank you so much for watching. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. It's been real, everyone. Lola's off. <laughs>